Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question, where today we're going to talk about In Sadness There Is Hope. In Sadness There Is Hope. We're going to be doing the thrust of this podcast out of Lamentations chapter 3 primarily. So if you would like to follow along, it would be good. I'd encourage you to get your Bible out and and read along with me. To find out more about us, uh, you can go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase, one word, there you can find more about us. You can contact us there. We've had several people email with positive remarks, and we are encouraged, and we thank you for those. And you can also go there and see a list of places that the podcast is actually uh, downloaded to. Perhaps one of those other apps would be more convenient for you. Please share us and tell more uh, people about us if you if you like our podcast. So like I said, we're going to be in Lamentations chapter 3, and we're going to start off by reading a couple of verses verses here, starting in verse 53. They have silenced me in the pit and have placed a stone on me. Waters flowed over my head, and I said, I am cut off. I called on your name, O Lord, out of the lowest pit. You have heard my voice. Do not hide your ear from my prayer for relief. From my cry for help. You drew near me when I called on you. You said, Do not fear. O Lord, you have pleaded my soul's case. You have redeemed my life. Jewish tradition credits Lamentations as being written by Jeremiah, who is actually an eyewitness of the fall of Jerusalem. Over over and over in this book, we have a, a really a clear view of the destruction of Jerusalem as it is destroyed by Babylon. Lamentations begins with the word alas, meaning sorrow, grief, or apprehension of evil. Lamentations tells us about God's faithfulness, but it does not gloss over the evil and the suffering we have to endure here on this earth. Lamentations is described just about every type of evil that people have done or have endured. A war, destruction, rape, pillaging, uh, human trafficking, starvation, and even cannibalism. All these are described and laminated over. So a quick uh, overview here of chapters uh, 1 through 5 here. There's the five chapters. Chapter 1 that describes the cities in its, in its destruction. Chapter 2 explains God's righteous judgment against Judah. And then chapter 3, Jeremiah expresses his own personal suffering. In chapter 4, the focus is on a certain suffering of the Jerusalem citizens. And then in chapter 5, it gives a plea for God's mercy. The Book of Lamentations is a series of, of five uh, dirges that would be uh, a funeral poem. Hebrew poetry is different from the modern Western poetry that probably most of us are familiar with, which te- uh, seems to rhyme it in the lines. Hebrew poetry uses uh, the same consonant at the beginning of each line. So if you look at this book as literature, you will see something very interesting. The book consists of five poems uh, divided into five chapters. 
and four of the poems consist of 22 verses each. If you could really read it in Hebrew, you would see that each verse starts with uh, the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This is true uh, for all the chapters but chapter 3. It is the central poem, and in chapter 3 is three times as long. It has 66 verses. And so each letter of the Hebrew a letter is used three times in succession. It is an interesting that the third poem is three times as long, and in about a third of the way through it, you find the pivotal point of the verses in Lamentations in these poems. To see the significance of this verse, which is at the center of the book, let's let's look at that. Lamentations chapter three, verses nineteen and twenty. It says, Remember my afflictions in my wandering, the wormwood in bitterness. Surely my soul remembers and bowed down within me. And then in verse 21, Jeremiah suddenly changes directions here. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This is the, the hinge of the book where Jeremiah's thoughts suddenly turn from despair to hope. And today we're going to focus on these verses in the middle of Lamentations. Again, I've said that already, but because it's really the central message of Lamentations. You see, no matter how bad life gets, God can give us hope in the middle of despair. And here is where Jeremiah says his mind is on hope. And that's really what we need to be doing. Uh, Jeremiah, he, he found hope because, uh, and this is the first point of this uh, podcast, God's mercies are new every morning. In the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah has been singing the blues. In fact, if you look at the first verse in chapter 3, he says, I am a man who has seen affliction. It kind of brings in mind an old movie I watched years ago called, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And in there they have some lyrics that says, I am a man of constant sorrows. I have seen trouble all my days. I'm not sure how many of us have really seen the movie, but how many of us could say that about some of our days? And maybe you've been singing the blues lately. Maybe you have really wondered if God really is faithful. And perhaps you have felt like God has forsaken you. This is a very low part of a Christian's life, thinking that God has forsaken. Everything that you care about has been taken away. You have no reason to live. You're in constant pain and cannot find release from that pain. And pain could be physical, it could be mental, it can be spiritual pain. And sometimes perhaps you feel like your prayers are, are going nowhere. You ever have a thought that, you know what, I've been praying this prayer and asking for this for a long time, and it seems that it just goes unanswered. Another thing is maybe nobody really understands your pain. And that's very possible if they've never experienced the same thing that you have. And then, does your life really feel 
hopeless. You know, as the song goes on, uh, after loneliness, uh, there is nothing left to feel. Was an old Elvis Presley song that he he sang. If you've ever had any of those feelings, uh, then you could probably identify with Jeremiah to a point at least. And you can learn from Jeremiah that it's okay to be honest with God. And it's okay to express your feelings to him honestly, just like Jeremiah did. However, it, it's not okay to stay there. It's healthy, express your true feelings to God, but don't get stuck there. I mean, Jeremiah at one point says, I, I'm tired of talking in your name, I'm not going to preach anymore in your name, I'm done with you. And then all of a sudden he turns around and he starts preaching again. You know, I recall a man years ago who used to come to my office on a regular basis to really to, to release, and sometimes I wanted to rehearse, uh, his troubles. And I use that word rehearse on purpose because that seems exactly what he did. Every time he would come with me this, with the same set of complaints over and over again. He had his misery memorized. And where he could almost recite it word for word each and every time. I was maybe a little less experienced back then at that time, but it didn't take me long to, to realize that this endlessly rehearsing of his troubles was not getting him anywhere. And I'm not sure if he really wanted godly advice or help or not. I often wonder that he's just looking for someone to put an approval on his, on his decisions that he had made to help him justify whatever his actions might have been. Just like a, a computer that has a default setting and certain things, some of us have this setting called despair default. And if we do not reset our minds, we're going to continue to spiral down and down into despair. We need to take a, a cue from Jeremiah and, and snap out of it. Yes, this is a call to mind that we have hope in God. And remember, the verse says, God's mercies are new every morning. There's an old gospel song that we used to sing at one time that quoted from this very verse. The word mercy comes from the Hebrew word for womb. It indicates a gentle concern and care, nurturing, and pretty much everything that is really needed for life. If that's not good enough, notice here, it's just not mercy, it is mercies, plural. Meaning everything that we need for our life, and then some. God is so good. And these mercies, they're new every morning. What if you woke up every morning to find your, your wallet full of money, or your car full of gas, or your pantry full of food? in your body in perfect health condition, the ideal weight and all the energy that you could ever have to get through your day of work. And that's the way it is here spiritually with God and His compassion and His mercies. You see, you, you can never use them up. Sometimes I wonder if we even really catch on to this and, and really take advantage of it as, as God has let us have so much. But, you know, there is a reality uh, 
there's a catch to all this. And Jeremiah, he, he's going to address this in the next verses here, in chapter 3 again, verses 24 through 26. It says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. And that brings us to the second point. You see, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. God's blessings may not come early, but they're never really late either. I can't tell you how many times I, I kept praying and asking the Lord, please, please, I need this now. And it never happened until down the road, and then it was perfect timing. See, God's blessings come when we really need them. Not earlier and not later. God gives us what we really need today. If we needed more, He will give us more. When we need something else, He will give us that as well. Nothing we truly need will ever be withheld from us from our God. You see, because God is faithful. But that does not mean that we will not have to endure some griefs. Just like Jeremiah, he suffered many days in a jail cell. C.S. Lewis describes his own painful experience in grieving after the death of his wife. He said that he discovered there is nothing that we can do with suffering except suffer it. He goes on and he describes how he felt it as though God had abandoned him. Lewis would say, You turn to God for help in your deepest grief, and you sometimes feel as if a door has been slammed in your face. With the sound of the bolt and, and the closing of the door, there is nothing after that but silence. And you see, this is the way that Jeremiah felt. Read with me here in verse 28 through uh, 32 here. Let him sit alone and be silent. He has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. Perhaps there is hope. Verse 31. For the Lord will not reject forever. For if he causes grief, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. You see, Jeremiah, he found himself in his catch-22. He couldn't figure out win or lose, but he knew that he needed God to comfort him in his grief. But he could not feel God's comfort because of his overwhelming grief. You know, in spite of Jeremiah, continue by saying, There may yet be hope, for no one cast off the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. And you and I, we can have hope in the middle of our despair because of, of God's unfailing love. And that's the third point. God's unfailing love. You see, we can have hope and peace even in the middle of disaster because of God's unfailing love for us. This is in short, it sums up this whole poem. Look at yourself, and you'll be depressed. You, you look at the circumstances, and you'll, you'll be distressed. And then you can look to the Lord, and you will be blessed. 
You may say, I really don't know how God is blessing me. Well, uh, you're above ground. If you if you are walking in the light, uh, you've been blessed, you've been saved, you, you have been blessed by God. He has not forsaken you. And we need to be thankful, even for the little things in our lives. Sometimes we overlook them. But if you notice here in verse 33, God says... Uh, he is not unwilling to bring affliction or grief to anyone when we have to go through troubles. We need to remember this. Uh, no matter how we feel about the moment, we are never alone. Our loving Father is always with us. Even in the times when we can't feel his presence, Jesus makes it very clear in his statement to the uh, disciples when he's about to return home. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus says, Teaching them to observe all that I had commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. You know, I recall I was a chaplain on the fire department years ago, and I recall going through some training on this apparatus. And the instructor tried to teach us if we we got trapped in a fire. We should try to remain calm. Even with the building uh, falling down around us and, and burning away, to lay low if we need to and breathe slowly to save the oxygen that was strapped on our back. Even if the alarms are going off and in your head saying, boy, you have, you're in trouble. There's no air. There's nothing but fire and smoke. And there's an alarm on this apparatus that starts to tell you when you're low on air, he says, just slow down and breathe. You see, how many of us have been in a situation where we just really need to slow down and take a breath and breathe slowly? You see, this man, he'd been in this situation before and he had survived a structure fire when he was trapped inside. You know, amazingly, he was uh, located and, and rescued shortly after being trapped and the rescue team said that most of the people in that circumstance would have panicked, used up all their oxygen, and probably died. But this man, he, this instructor, he survived because he stayed calm. And the trainer claimed it. His peace came from focusing on God and his faithfulness. In fact, he explained the focus of his prayer. Today, uh, I don't know if he would be allowed, sadly, to to talk about his faith and his belief in Christ and and uh, how that prayer kept him calm and he just really truly believed that somebody was going to help him and that God would send that help. In Lamentations chapter 3 verse 53 Jeremiah describes an experience similar that that this fire instructor was talking about. You see Jeremiah's enemies they thrown him into a pit and they threw stones at him and then he said the waters closed over his head and he thought he was about to die. You see, here we have Jeremiah's reaction. I called on your name, Lord, from the depths of the pit. You came near when I called you and you said, Do not fear. You, Lord, took up my case and you redeemed my life. And that was our scripture reading from chapter 3, verses 55 through 58. You know, I know there's lots of troubles in the world. All of us experience 
troubles and problems and grief and sorrow. But we need to remember, even in the darkest moment what we think we're in, there is a light of hope, and that light is Christ. If you're going through troubles and grief today or sorrow today, let this sad book of Lamentations, I would hope that it would lift up your spirits and encourage you. Because again, there is hope to be found even in the middle of despair. We can, we can wait it out with confidence if we put that hope in Christ, because He is so great, and His mercies are really new every morning. His love never fails. All we have to do to have such blessing really is to be a, a faithful follower, be in prayer and word and, and obey the gospel call. Knowing that He is your Savior and, and living a faithful life. I would encourage you to, to find a congregation that would be close to you that is teaching the entire Word of God, uh, the complete Word of God, not just focused on a handful of uh, verses or one or two topics. The Bible is full of topics such as what we just discussed today. You know, I have taught this book of Lamentations in the past with other people, and it's amazing how they say they never read this book before, and they'd never heard sermons or Bible classes on it. Uh, folks, we really need to be in the entire Word of God and understand it. They're so rich, uh, the teachings in both the Old and the New Testament. I wish to thank you again for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We are encouraged by the listeners all over the world uh, and emails. If you have a Bible question, uh, you would be welcome to, to send it to us through our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. In this, uh, we will do our best to answer them on the air. In fact, this was a question that came in out of Illinois about being sad and feeling like there was no hope. And the person did not give their name. And that's fine, just said uh, they were from Illinois. And God knows who you are, and I hope that you're encouraged. Thank you for listening, and may God have the glory, and may God bless you.